it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sales with Sully, right here on Inspired News Radio. Well, I am so glad to be your host, to be your guide this week, because we've got another fantastic show lined up for you. We are in a the end of a two-part series, but we're also kind of connecting this to a show two weeks ago, because just a couple of weeks ago, we started this conversation out in social media around swag bags, and I didn't know that you know swag actually stood for something you know stuff we all get so swag and there was a great history of where the swag came from and that led to a conversation around solicited and unsolicited product endorsements so last week we had the first of our two-part series which was the UPE the unsolicited product endorsement and this week has been an exceptional week on social media because we've been talking about the solicited product endorsement and it has been a whirlwind because everything that you can possibly imagine about a solicited product endorsement has come out and it has been a lot of fun and there have been a lot of people weighing in about uh, taking money to actually promote a product or a uh, endorsement if you will so last week we talked a little bit about what is an endorsement and the general consensus that we came up with is that you have to include the word public it's a public approval or support of a particular person you know product or service so you have a public visual or a public audio or something that you say you know in front of a group of people so if i'm a you know secret lover of a particular product or service it's not an endorsement i have to stand up in front of the world and say i love this product or i use it or and we talked about oprah being a the absolute queen of the product endorsement with her favorite things and then we talked about you know athletes pro athletes and movie stars and everybody else that can be unsolicited or solicited and it kind of all tied back to the swag bags that we talked about kind of where that all came from so if you haven't listened to the last couple of episodes i encourage you to go back and kind of pull this all together for context because it's it's been a lot of fun the last few weeks as we have started to explore this you know product endorsement world and how it connected to the swags and the swag bags so it's really been a lot of fun so just to recap briefly from last week we talked about the different types of endorsements meaning that you could have a conditional endorsement you could have a restrictive endorsement, a special or catch-all kind of endorsement, a qualified endorsement, or what most people do is just what's called a blank endorsement. I just love this product, and you kind of lump yourself in you kind of for the good or the bad. And we're going to talk about that this week when we start talking about the solicitation or the solicited product endorsement, people that are paying you to say something. Last week on the, UP, on the UPE, the unsolicited, we talked about 
about how to take a snippet of the video or the audio file, send it to the the manufacturer or the consumer. I mean, the manufacturer or the the distributor of that particular product, and you might you know might turn it into a solicited uh, product endorsement, or you might get free goods and services, or you might just get a shout out on social media, which then you know boosts your following, and you know you you cut you start to share tribe. And if you haven't listened to the last week's on the UPE, I definitely would go back and, and catch up on that. And this week, it's all about the solicited product endorsement. People that are going to give you something in exchange for you saying something positive about their product. The first and foremost thing that we want to talk about is, you know, how the the transaction of money changes the the relationship to the product so if you are using a unsolicited product endorsement because you absolutely love the product and i gave the example of a microphone manufacturer last week that i use and i've you know set it on the air and i've talked to it uh, talked to uh people about my particular brand of microphone i like and i've used lots and lots of them but it just it's like giving a product review you you may or may not have any intention of getting anything in exchange for that that review but you're helping other folks in your tribe to kind of you know like if i make a recommendation of a great restaurant i am giving I'm going to say probably a conditional endorsement. I'm saying at that particular moment when I was there and that particular serving staff that was there and that particular chef and that particular product um, that I purchased, you know, this is my review. It was excellent. It was five stars. It was the service was great. All that. So that that becomes sort of a conditional. If you may, if you turn that into a blank endorsement, I love this restaurant and somebody goes there and has a poor experience, then you're going to get painted with that brush, that same brush. And that's what happens when you get an SPE, a solicited product endorsement, because now that the transfer of money actually or the transaction of the money actually changes the relationship with the product service or person so now i'm getting paid to say something nice about this product service or person and that's where things start to get a little tricky and that's why i wanted to talk a little bit about those particular you know qualifiers on the backside or those particular types of endorsements whether they're restrictive or qualifying or those kind of things because you don't necessarily want to be painted with the giant brush that paints that entire product line or that entire person so if i know joe as one of the best you know dog catchers in the whole world and he's running for dog catcher and he's very compassionate and he's you know he's passionate about the, the you know taking care of the animals and he's very compassionate in his job and he does a fantastic job and he you know air conditions the cages and kennels for his animals and you know all these other things that I know about Joe and I give him this just raving blank endorsement about how great he is and then you know he gets arrested for drunk driving and again i'm not i'm just making all of this up but then all of a sudden somebody looks at me and says hey didn't you endorse him aren't you the guy that said he should be our dog catcher and you know and he did this or or you know he ran over a small child (laughs) while he was drunk or i mean it just all of a sudden your reputation gets tied to that particular person and then your endorsement could come back to you know bite you a little bit so where that qualified endorsement is hey i know joe in this context here's how i know him here's what i know about him 
him in the context of him being a dog catcher for our county and i think he does a great job and i think he would be i am giving him my endorsement for running for dog catcher because of these things not because of his personal life because i don't know anything about his personal life and you don't have to say all that but that that becomes a qualified endorsement you are quantifying and qualifying the you know the the scope of which you know him to be a good guy and that way sometimes that blowback doesn't always fall on you if you've you know said that or you know worked that into your endorsement or made that a qualifying and then you've also heard about these moral clauses that are in very large endorsement contracts so if i'm a you know a star athlete and I'm going to get paid millions of dollars to promote this particular brand of clothing or shoe or something or drink this particular type of of beverage because I have millions and millions of people that want to be like me, that want that relate to me and can feel closer to me and feel like they're, you know, connected to me as an athlete or a star or a movie star because of that particular product, then that becomes a financial transaction and then the morals clause is as long as you are you know in the same moral lane or the same moral compass that we as a corporation abide by then we're all good but as soon as you fall out and we've heard this so many times where people you know do things and they're star athletes and they do something and all of a sudden they get their endorsements pulled which means i'm paying you you know a hundred thousand dollars a week to endorse this product and then you you know do something and then we don't want to be associated with you any longer so we're going to pull our brand from your repertoire so that you're not going to be you know paid to talk about our particular brand any longer now that happens you know for for negative reasons but it also happens for you know people that when we had an example and we use this uh recently is where someone is paid a great deal of money to endorse a particular beverage and and they are paid that money to do that and then it comes out that that's not a product that they actually use. They become a paid spokesperson, and then every time they're seen, you know, out in public or caught by the paparazzi or caught by social media or somebody else takes a picture of them, they're actually drinking the competitive brand. And all of a sudden, that becomes a huge issue because now the competitor is you know using it against them and saying hey well you know you're paying this person millions of dollars and they don't even like the product they're not even drinking it or they're not using it or whatever that happens so there's there are those kind of restrictive uh you know clauses and sometimes in an endorsement contract you have to you know agree to never be seen in public with a competitive brand or to not partake in that particular beverage or you know that particular thing that is the competitor of the one that we're paying you lots of money for and that becomes sometimes problematic because if you don't like or you're not passionate about the product it can be a little bit of a sticky wicket because you know you end up um, you know agreeing to something that you don't necessarily want to incorporate into your life so I think it's really important that if you start looking at solicited product endorsements that it should start with a passion for that particular product have you used it do you know what they are it's it's a difference it's the difference in just taking money for doing an ad because if you are a 
you know, if you're the person that's that's in front of a camera uh, that is just getting filmed doing a commercial for that particular product, that is different. That is very even though this, the the differences seem subtle, but it is different than endorsing, right? If you're if you're seen as the face or the name of that particular brand, that's an endorsement. If you're just a person who does a TV commercial or a radio commercial or, you know, you are it's sort of understood. There's sort of a you know, underlying theme that says this person is getting paid to be a spokesperson for this particular product or service. So do we believe that, you know, Tom Selleck is actually putting a reverse mortgage in for his home, you know, when he's selling it? Probably not. But he's a face and a name and a voice that everybody recognizes, and he's getting paid. And sometimes even at the bottom of the screen, it'll say, you know, this is a paid solicitation, not a real customer or something like that. So those types of things are kind Kind of a you know embedded in our understanding of advertising versus endorsement because if you get somebody standing in front of a lectern at a you know large gathering that's being filmed not for that particular product but for some event or something that's going on and that person says you know i I'm here to tell you today that you know you should give your money or donate to this particular cause or I use this product or service and I think it's fantastic and I think you should support it too. Those may or may not be you know, SPEs, those could be unsolicited product endorsements, especially when it's a nonprofit involved or you're trying to raise funds for, you know, a particular, you know, product or service that is, you know, changing the world for climate change or for, you know, safe drinking water or some of those other things that are going on. So be passionate about the product or service or the person prior to being an endorser and uh, prior to getting a solicited endorsement. And that could be, you know, the the difference between success and you know having it come back around in a full circle so when we're talking about spes again remember solicited product endorsement we're using uh what i do is i use the upes to send to the people that i am passionate about their products and show them that i'm talking about their products already for free i'm already giving them an endorsement i'm already saying positive things about their particular product or service and by doing that i am soliciting listening to them to say hey if you want to sponsor my show or if you want to you know be a little bit you know have a financial transaction i can even be more passionate about this product because i already love it i already like it i know it i i use a particular segment of it maybe we need to expand the brand or expand the the product offering of the services that are there and let's talk about what that would look like from a solicited product endorsement those are you know, really, really interesting ways to build your to build your show. In this particular case, we're talking about fellow podcasters and people that you can now incorporate this into your into your sales world. Now, how do I do that, Scott? People, you know, when we were talking on social media this week, people were saying, "Is yeah, this makes a lot of sense." You know, if you're a marketer, or if you're a podcaster, or if you have a big, huge, giant tribe, or you know, but I don't understand how it's actually going to work with me. 
this is where it comes in. SPE could also be a strategic partnership, right? Instead of a solicited you know, product endorsement, it could be a strategic partnership. Because what you do is, if your particular product or service that you sell goes extremely well with something else, like chocolate and peanut butter, or you know, some something that goes really well together, you may be able to form a strategic alliance or partnership with another product or service that becomes a solicitation or a solicited exchange where you say, I'm going to talk about my product that I sell, I'm going to talk about this on a very regular basis. But because we go so well together, because there's synergy here, because one plus one equals more than two, it equals you know seven, then what we should do is we should work together. I have a tribe, you have a tribe. I have a group of customers or followers or clients, people that buy my product and, and use it, and you do too. So shouldn't we tell them that they, they go really well together? Now, it could be a something, something as simple as just putting in an agreement to say, hey, we're going to do some co-marketing and co-branding. But it could be even more formal where when you pitch to your client, this particular product or service that is not yours actually adds value. And if it adds value, then it becomes a strategic alliance because now you're tapping into their market. They have clients that are already using their products. And wouldn't that be a wonderful way of augmenting what you're doing by having them talk about your product too? So not only do you get to double your exposure, you are increasing the size of your tribe, but you're also bringing added value to your clients and what clients don't love that. And then it can go even a step further from the solicitation side and say, hey, why don't we offer a bundle discount? Why don't we share the marketing expense so we're, you're not spending $100 and I'm not spending $100. Together we spend $100, we save that 50, and let's give 25 of it away as a discount and we each still make more money than we would have selling separately that's where strategic partnerships really really start to make sense because now all of a sudden that becomes a value add for your clients and they see you as not just trying to sell and you know worry about making your number you're actually concerned about their success because you're giving them more value and you're working together with a you know strategic partner that's actually giving them an additional service and value at a lower price by bundling it together and these are you know really i mean i know they're very oversimplified examples but it happens, you know, every day in in all kinds of different markets. People that work together. I mean, just you can I, you can come up with a hundred ideas in your own mind right now. But there are products and services that you buy today that don't work independently without the you know piece or part that actually works with them. You know, cameras and tripods, or extension cords and cables and phones and chargers and all the other things that are accessories and parts and pieces around what the core product or service is, those are all opportunities for strategic partnership for buying and selling through their particular databases and those particular tribes. That's why a solicited product endorsement works extremely well because 
one of the things that you could say, you know, if you are if you if you manufacture and I'll just use this as an example, if you manufacture charging cables for the iPhone and you don't sell iPhones, guess what? Guess who your market is, right? Your market is that aftermarket for that particular phone. So wouldn't it be great that you start finding other people that are selling to those iPhone users and all of a sudden those become your strategic relationships? You know, the phone comes with a charger and everybody knows that, but you have accessories that go along with that. So there are other types of chargers, there's other types of cables, there's links, other lengths of cables. They're all aftermarket accessories that come because this person bought this type of phone. So there's all these things that go along with that. Those are the strategic partnerships that you start looking at. Where are the, you know, phones purchased? Where are the, you know, the places where people need to charge their phone the most? All of a sudden, you start finding these other partnerships like, hey, when you're coming to this particular bar or restaurant, wouldn't it be great to be able to charge your phone with, you know, that you have at your table and guess what this particular bar is you know using our cables to make sure that everybody has access to you know charging their phone while they're enjoying a dinner all of a sudden that strategic partnership you're tapping into a whole nother tribe of people that would not necessarily be thinking about dinner and a charging cable <laughs> so that it, you know think outside the box use those Use those strategic relationships and use those solicited product endorsements by being able to say that. You know, exclusively, you know, this particular restaurant chain exclusively uses our cables for their customers to charge their, you know, particular brand of phone. All of a sudden, that's a partnership that works because you're not in competition with each other, but it helps both of them. They get to boost, you know, their advertising and let people know that if you want to, you know, charge your phone while you're having a cocktail, you can do it. And secondly, you get to the benefit of the fact that they have a whole different tribe and they're using your cables. And one plus one obviously equals more than two in that particular scenario. And again, we just made that up on the fly, talking a little bit about, you know, know how these SPEs work. So the, the at the bottom of the at the end of the day the bottom line comes down to this. A solicited product endorsement is an exchange of money or a transaction of money, goods or services for you to say positive things about that particular product. If you're going to go out and use SPEs, get paid to be an endorser, make sure that you are thinking it all the way through. Don't just get enamored by the fact that somebody's going to pay you for that. Make sure that you're aligned with that product or service in the correct way. Maybe do a little bit of due diligence and some vetting. And don't accept restricted endorsement contracts without having your own qualification and restrictions on your side, right? Because you want to make sure what if you endorse a product or service and all of a sudden it starts hurting people or it starts you know catching fire or it has you know you want to be able to unwind that contract just like they do right you don't want your reputation tied to something that becomes you know faulty workmanship or uh, a problem uh, for your side as well as for them they're going to have the same types of restrictions so don't be necessarily enamored with the fact is that they're going to give you money 
to talk about their product or service. Make sure that you understand the bigger picture and think about it all the way through, through to the end. So it's been a great week out there on social media this week talking about swag bags and unsolicited product endorsements and solicited product endorsements. And there's been a ton of feedback. And I really, really appreciate it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, the listener. I could not do what I do without you. And every week right here at Sales with Sully on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, LinkedIn, you can find me under Scott Sullivan. Just go to the bottom of that page right now and subscribe to the Sales with Sully podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you go to Inspired News Radio, you can find it right there under my shows under Scott Sullivan. Just pull me up there and there's my two shows you can stream it live you can download it you can leave a comment tell us how much you love it i couldn't do what i do without you and i really appreciate you each and every week so we we try and take social media and we put together a podcast for you each week to make you a better sales and marketing professional and if you like what's going on please let us know if you don't like what's going on please let us know we are always open to making better shows just so they help you be better at your sales and marketing profession that you've chosen it's a very noble profession and we're glad you're in it i've been doing it for 30 years and i am super super blessed to have been so successful over the years and i love that we can share this information back with you and give you those nuggets, those uh, those little chunks of gold laying in the stream that we can pick up and talk about each and every week. So like I say, at the sign-off of each show, go out and sell something. You've been listening to Sales with Sully on InspiredNewsRadio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.